Hi, I'm Christy Hurt, the founder of The CoLab, which is a member-led, inclusive, global networking community for fashion, beauty, wellness, retail, and consumer luxury professionals. I started this group in the midst of the pandemic when I realized how many of us in this industry across the world were looking for pivots and next steps. I know when I started my career, I wanted more mentors and I needed more people to lean on and to learn from. So I hope you will listen to our stories and learn from them. Every Tuesday, we'll have a member interviewing another member and on Thursday, they'll reverse. So stay tuned for the next episode and be sure to hear both sides of the story. Thanks for being here. Hi, so we're here. We are today. Um, uh, I wanted to thank also again, Christy and the team at the Collab for having us today. And my name is Andrea Robredo Ruiz. And today uh, is my turn to interview a talent called Yuri Van Kampenhout. And I'm really curious about his background and he's got an interesting um, life and profile. And um, please, um, hi, Yuri. Uh, hi, Andrea. How are you? I'm good. Um, why don't you start like telling us where you're from and your background and your like career path today? Um, so I was born in America to Belgian parents and growing up, we moved a lot around for my dad's work. Um, and currently I'm working at Dries van Noten in Antwerp and I'm a senior designer there. So I'm especially involved in women's wear and I design for him, uh, embroideries. And from two seasons back, I also started designing the jewelry for him. So I think it's a very different path compared to yours uh, that that I started on. So I studied in um, Antwerp as well. So the academy, the same school that Dries went to. Um, and after graduating from my master's, I just sent in my CV and portfolio. That was in June. And then in July, I met him. And in October, they offered me a job. So I took that and I've been there now for five years mm-hmm. um, and it's been really, really amazing to learn from him because I think it's very different to other companies. So as it's, as it's in Antwerp, we live in a little bubble, I think, outside of fashions because we're like only one with on the Müllermesser and Heider that are really big brands. Um, and yeah, it's much more familiar. So we just are, I think, 12 designers in total for all cate- uh, categories. It sounds big to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it yeah, we're to do- be like me and another person. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like we don't have uh, product developers or like there's hardly no production follow up. Um, so we're really developing like from design, research, um, sketching um, we directly work with the uh, factories uh, it really goes from a to z we prepare like all the production files for for production um, and i see dries every day he's every mm-hmm. day at my desk he's uh, even though when i started i was just like an entry-level designer but i would be working with him every day so that's been really really amazing so I've learned almost well this has been my only job in fashion yet I've been really lucky 
um, to have a job there. I'd never thought like straight out of college I would get this kind of job. Um, but it's been really, really fantastic so far. So, um, yeah. What's your, what's your favorite part of the process, of the designing process? Because you do so much, like from A to Z, plus all the follow-up with the factories and a little bit of PD is so broad and you do embroidery and also jewelry. Like, what's your favorite part of what that involves? I think um, at Dries we get a lot of... Um, creative freedom in the beginning so we're allowed to just bring anything that we want to the table and that's a bit how the collection starts and he'll start picking things he'll tell us what he's been thinking about we'll have like a very open dialogue about everything and then he starts like more directing everyone towards what he wants that stage I really like and then I also really enjoy working directly with the factories because mm -hmm. it really shows you how things come to life so I travel a lot for Dri so I'll go to India go work with the embroiderers there be there maybe three weeks come back then I go to Italy I work there with the manufacturer um, and it's really fun to like be able to see the things you're doing grow instead of just having to sketch every day. Mm -hmm. Like some of my other friends are doing at, at big houses. They're just mm -hmm. sketching, 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 sketching. And they, I would get quite bored of that. I like that my job is so hands-on and compassing. Mm -hmm. Like I see everything. I work with the atelier bit. I work with the manufacturer, like the drawings, like the print team, we collaborate uh, knitwear like all the shoes the bags like it's really fun like I'm almost like this in-between person that is going like everywhere a little bit mm -hmm. and I really really like that and I think that's also the reason I've been at Dries for so long uh, it's that I'm afraid a bit to lose that in other bigger companies yes. or you'll get pushed into like certain category like outerwear or dresses or yes and I wouldn't really get that much satisfaction from it just working on this one thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I would love to live in New York as well. <laughs> I always <laughs> thought I would. So I went to high school in, in Belgium as well. So I finished high school like the last four years. And it was like after high school, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave Belgium. Then I got into this uh, academy in Antwerp, which is one of the best. I never thought I would get in. So then I stayed. And then after graduating there, I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave. And then I got a job at Dries. And then, well, now I'm still here. So mm -hmm. maybe that's <laughs> something I need to. It's always <laughs> unexpected where life takes you. Um, yeah. So you, you keep on, you mentioned that, is, that, you know, you never thought you were going to get into school or this company. Has like the job the the job in fashion or the schooling fashion surprise you this is how you imagined it or it's a bit different um it's definitely different than i thought um school was like academy it was really tough so um they demand so much from you but you have to sort of the main thing i learned at academy is getting things done with without a lot of means or without having industry contacts or, you know, like figuring out things on my own. And I guess that prepared me really well for this job because I'm going to India 
I'm there's a time difference. Um, you can't just like call someone up to check like, oh, is this what Dries wants or is that what Dries wants? So I sort of already learned like how to take responsibility for everything I was doing and making sure to meet the deadlines and everything. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that was very different um, in school. I never thought that they would put so much pressure on you for just figuring it out yourself. That's not mm -hmm. something I expected. But then coming into this job, it was so much more fun than I had expected. Like mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when I talk about my job, it's like it ticks all the boxes of everything you want. I think as an outsider, that is like we get to travel, uh, stay in hotels, um, like make all these beautiful things. You know, it's like so picture perfect <laughs> from the outside. But it can also, like you said, you're working so, so much. Like at times, I mean, I was working two weeks straight every day until three in the morning, getting up at six again. And you just like are there at the factory turning it out. Mm -hmm. Like at some point that also like is taking a toll on your life and it's mm -hmm. becoming far less glamorous than, than yeah. people might think. <laughs> <laughs> totally. What's the most challenge, uh, the, the biggest challenge you like encounter in your career? Like could be, I don't know, anything from maybe it's like uh, deadlines or the fact that the, the trends and like the requirements from the fashion world and like churning and collections are, you know, the, the, the times are so short. What's the, the biggest challenge for you as a creative? I think the biggest challenge was that since this was my first job also, it was learning how to deliver what Dries is expecting or what Dries has in his mind. And to get to that point, there needs to be like a lot of open conversation. And um, for instance, I had this one collection where from the start, I didn't really agree. and. I never spoke up about it. And this is a bit of a regret that I never did because it could have turned out completely different if I had. And in the end, nor Dries nor I was happy with the result. So I think for me, that was overcoming a little, I guess, fear that of speaking my own mind or, or like having an own opinion because you're still working for someone. It's not your own brand. So you need to listen to the brief that's been put. But I think having a open and honest conversation can lead to like a better result because it's no use if you're both working towards different things in your head and then in the end, no one is happy. So that's then also really difficult to accept, you know, because You want to do a good job. I mean, in the end of the day, you want I, I want Dries to be satisfied. It's not just about what I want, but so if that doesn't happen, it's it's quite sad because I mean you've put so much work into it, and mm -hmm. also other people like all the manufacturers. There, yeah. it's like hundreds of people working to get to that one point, yeah. and then it's all a bit like not for nothing, but it's not what everyone had hoped it would be expected. Yeah. It's such a it's such a team effort uh, mm, designing. It's not just about ourselves. We, like you said very well, like you're designing for a brand or a customer, 
we normally don't design for ourselves but mm. um so that's a challenge i guess um also like how do you get into fashion like what prompted you to get into this business i was always drawing as a kid and then you come at one stage where you're like okay so i like being creative but i also want to have like a good salary or i i did not see myself as an artist so i thought okay what other options do i have and then i started reading about like this academy in antwerp which is very artistic and a lot of people um that go there they have already like a bachelor in let's say architecture graphic design or they've wow. mm -hmm. they've had like a painting experience or something and they all we all like come together and everybody's influencing each other because we're also really few people i think i started uh my bachelor course with 55 other students mm -hmm. um and then it's you you get like a little group you know like and everybody's coming from different backgrounds and this really fuels like a creative hub mm -hmm. and that approach for me was like a great transition going from like something more artistic to something more let's say professional mm -hmm. um because in the end like fashion is still making a kind of product it needs to sell i mean i don't consider fashion to be art same so i think it's i mean yeah clothes are clothes I and mean, it's meant to be worn it meant to be like it doesn't mean that we're not used. putting all our you know artistic you know mind into it but yeah i completely agree with you also like from your peers at school because you know a lot of people tend to then take different paths like are your peers like because you really dived into a fantastic fashion house mm -hmm. and doing embroidery and designing and doing jewelry that's amazing um, what about like other peers that you studied with? They, they continue into the fashion path or? Um, I had one. Um, so in, by the, in my master year, we were just nine people left from mm -hmm. like starting from 55. Oh, we were wow. just That's nine. Crazy. Um, yeah. So in this school, like they cut uh, everything every year in half. So only the best half it continues. Mm -hmm. Um, and then some people don't do the master as well. So you have a bachelor degree and then a, a master degree. So we were nine in the master. And then uh, one of them went on to become a painter. Oh, wow. Um, I have another friend who I think you know, um, Kasper. And, um, of course I know Kasper. Yeah. yeah, so we studied together. And uh, he's now doing um, working for Stuart Weitzman. I yes, think. he actually Casper uh, was our intern when I was at Oscar de la Renta, yeah. and then I was a coach. Actually, I recommended him for the Stuart Weitzman job since he's it belongs to the same group. Mm. And he is such a great, talented guy. Yeah, he's so amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, uh, yeah, I, I reached out to them before we did the podcast. So I was like, no oh, my way. God, I'm doing this <laughs> podcast and probably you know her. Uh, so I, yeah. hope, I hope he gave you good feedback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, no, and then I think most of the people that I studied with, they've gone on to uh, work in fashion. Um, mm -hmm. Some have started their own brands as well. They're very small. Like there's one girl that's doing uh, only cashmere uh, line of uh, pullovers, like uh, 
like loungewear, sort of like beanie scarves. Uh, have you ever thought this... of doing hmm? your Sorry? own line? Have you ever thought having your own brand? Um, I've thought about it, but I liked the idea of working with with some someone or with maybe like for for a brand that has a heritage. Mm-hmm. I would love to experience that still. Mm-hmm. Um, like for like or, or or one that has couture, like really, really, really high end something. It's at least we're doing very elaborate things, but it's not like it's not couture, you know, it's not not all stones and not all like, you know, not all the way or mm-hmm. like I would love to experience that. Like what you're doing maybe at Carolina Herrera, more the red carpet, mm-hmm. ball gowns, the construction yeah. of those. I that's something that I would still wanna wanna do. And I think starting your own brand and then doing that, I think is a bit difficult. Mm-hmm. What's your like most proud moment in your career or like your stunning years? Like what makes you think that yeah, like that made me so happy or proud of your accomplishment i think it was this one collection for dries where every runway look had something embroidered and it was i think a season where my colleague and i we were working day and night um in india i think i was there for six weeks at least and i'm i think we made almost 700 pieces embroidered pieces for that show and yeah, every look had something that we had done. And that was really, like, I thought that was really cool to have, like, 62 looks. And then you're in That's every, amazing. like, in every one, there was some kind of bead or feather or something was there that we had done. And that was, like, really, like, that was really cool. I don't think people realize, like, when they see this piece of embroidery, like, there's someone behind that is like decided where each bit goes in the artworks and the yeah. amount of work is insane in the preparation. Yeah, I think a lot of people, work. Yeah. Like I had once, I think, uh, a color coding of 300 colors. Like it was insane, you know, like because each bead, each technique, each color, it's it just takes a lot of like prep work, as you said. Yeah. Yeah, and, and know-how as well mm. of like how it works and how to, the logistics of it as well. Yeah. So what's what will be next for you? Like in an ideal world, ideal world, what would you like to explore next? I think what I'd like to do next is um, get more of a another job somewhere at a other house, a couture house, preferably, where because I've I think at Dries I've now learned what I could learn, and I've grown confident in what I can bring to the table. And I'd like to do that for another brand, maybe that's doing more couture or more luxury level. Um, I think that would be exciting also to meet new people, work with new manufacturers, um, maybe as a freelance, because I like the idea of, because I've always worked for this one brand and this one aesthetic, Mm -hmm. and it's not maybe personally my own uh, aesthetic so much. And I would love to have the option to be more doing a bit of this and a bit of that. Like, I like the idea to to work for multi-brands uh, at the same time. I think that would be quite nice. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, Yuri, is there anything you would change on your path, for example? To be honest, when when we were when I was thinking about what 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 to say on the podcast, I I crossed this this question as well, and I don't think I would actually. I think staying at Dries for five years is maybe very long for a for a job in fashion, but it's been my first job, and it's re- I've really been able to grow in this job as well. It's not that I haven't been able to do other things. So when I arrived at Dries, it, it was just a small job for me. And now I've, I'm overseeing most of the embroideries. I'm doing uh, some women's wear. Um, I'm doing the jewelry for women. So I've been able to every year experience new things and, and do new, new stuff with him. Um, also like special projects for mm-hmm. some celebrities or, we developed a special weaving for like a capsule thing, like a little drop. So I've always had like new opportunities at Dries. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the uh, reason why also I wouldn't change anything because I've had a lot of opportunities at at, uh, at Dries and he's given me a lot of freedom and, and I've really been able to learn a lot from him. So... I'll always be very grateful for that. And um, just one last question. It would it be, what, what have you learned about yourself in this industry? What do you think is needed to make it and actually be happy working these long hours or these changing projects? I think uh, what I first learned was that I'm actually quite good at getting what I want. <laughs> um, and uh, also that it's totally based on teamwork, all the work we do. I mean, if you have great ideas, but you're not nice or you're not taking the time to properly explain to someone, Absolutely. then it's not going to happen. I mean, it's all about like how you work with the manufacturer, if you give them realistic deadlines or not. Uh, like also with your your um, like working with the embroiderers, if something isn't working, you need to figure out like from their perspective how how we can manage. Um, it's not just about I want this, I want this, I want this, and just thinking about you. I think it's really a team effort. Absolutely. Um, that and that makes it almost also fun. I mean, I met so many people from from suppliers and. I'm always surprised at to what lengths they will go to to create what we have asked them, like some impossible things, you know? Yeah. Um, and they always seem to manage and you build a relationship with them. And I think it's really great. And also the fact that I get to work like all over the world. Like I also had some contact with people in China and Hong Kong. Like it's been really, really amazing my experience so far. Mm-hmm. I think people really go in our industry great lengths. Like people are incredibly creative, not just mm-hmm. of like designing, but also coming up with solutions and logistic, like you know, yeah, solutions definitely. and problems. Like I, I learn from people every day, and I, I love a challenge, and I, and especially the job that you do with embroidery that you deal with so many manufacturers mm. i think you're probably feed off ideas constantly and as you said teamwork is essential yeah definitely 
Uh, well, I wanted to thank you, Yuri, uh, for your time today. I really enjoyed knowing more about your background. Incredibly interesting <laughs> and uh, motivating. And I want to thank Christy and the Collab team as well for having us today. Thanks for being here for the Collab podcast. Every week, a new career story. Follow us on Instagram and all social media channels at Join the Collab or Kher Consulting. And join us so you can record your own story.